Once again, it's about that time. TJ K Y Cat Stats. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another KY Cat Stats podcast. Uh, joined with by four of my good friends, actually three. I count as two. There's four of us here at TJ's cabin in the woods for another excellent podcast. It's been a little while, guys. Been about two weeks. Been about two weeks. Been a minute. Since we did. Yeah, it's been a minute, as the kids say these days. I'm joined today by TJ Mounts. I'm TJ. Also have Kenny Meadows here. I'm Kenny Meadows. And also, fourthly, we've got a special treat today because we are joined by Jake Mounts. I'm Bond. Who's not really James a Kentucky Bond. fan, but he helps keep us, I guess, entertaining. Uh, to where we aren't too over the top homerish. How about grounded? Yeah, grounded. Yeah. Excellent word, Kenny. That's what I'm here for, guys. Anyway, so we've got a jam packed show for you guys today. Tons of things to talk about. Uh, we've got all-star games. We've got Andrew Wiggins. We've got Kentucky Spring Football. I bet you didn't expect us to talk about Andrew Wiggins. We've got Kentucky Spring Football. <coughs> we have Andrew Wiggins. Uh, we've got Rob Fulford, and we've got Andrew Wiggins. <coughs> and then on top of all that, probably got some more Andrew Wiggins. Who's the Andrew Wiggins guy you talk about We so can talk much. about the Randall, and then we can talk about Harrison Twins, and then we can talk about Carl Towns, and then we can talk about Andrew and Wiggins. And then we can also talk about Andrew Wiggins. But let's get started off today. Let's start off the show talking about Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> so Wait a minute, Wiggins. we can talk about that one guy that's supposed to be like the number one overall recruit. What's his name? Andrew Wiggins. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, Andrew Wiggins <clears throat> is still undecided. Um, to Don't my knowledge, about. unless he made a decision in the last hour, he's still undecided. And some people have hinted that maybe he'll be making a decision this week. He was supposed to have three in-home visits, and he canceled all those visits with the, the coaches that were supposed to come get him, and or supposed to come see him, all those coaches included Leonard Hamilton, Roy Williams, and Bill Self. They will no longer be making that trip because Andrew Wiggins said, I'm done. said, I'm closing Shutting it down, down because I'm tired, and I got my flight delayed on day one, and I'm just sick of this recruiting stuff. I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to just not talk with any of you guys for a while. Then Rob Fulford today tweeted that maybe Saturday or this weekend would be big for the Huntington Prep family. Now, I don't know what all that means. All I'm just saying is that it could mean that Andrew Wiggins may be finally making a decision. And let me tell you, there is not one person on, this pla- on the planet of this earth, the face of this earth, that is more ready for this Andrew Wiggins saga to be over than me. Word. Maybe you. Word. I don't know about Kenny. And Jake Word. probably doesn't even care. But the rest of us going to Duke, so the rest of us are ready for this to be over pronto. That's nothing new. Pretty much. Yeah, so what are you When's made? the last time they got a number one overall recruit? And don't say Austin Rivers because I don't count that. Kyrie Irving. was Kyrie Irving the number one overall? Yeah. Probably. Wasn't unanimous number one overall. Yeah, was he, he was, dude. <laughs> I don't know if I would say he was unanimous. I can't remember who else was. Jared When's the last time you got a number one overall recruit that actually played for your team? Oh, 
<laughs> Jason Williams. That's been a while. J.J. Reddick, wasn't he like really way up there? No. no. It's J.J. Reddick, too. Anyway, hey, back to... Wait, there's a chance that we couldn't have Anthony Davis, Nerlens Noel, Andrew Wiggins. It's possible. We could have three straight number one picks. Actually, three straight number one overalls, three straight number one picks. Four in five years. True that? Hmm? Four in five years, because John Wall. Epicness. Anyway, so back to Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> What do you think about the Andrew Wiggins saga as it stands now, TJ? As Brad knows, I have felt very confident for a while now. Um, I don't. I just do not see any better choice but Kentucky for Andrew Wiggins. Yes, every school has reasons. We have went over those reasons. UNC has the Jordan legacy. It has a good program. It's a blue blood. Yes, it's a good program. Um, Kansas is also a blue blood. It's also near his brother, um, where he plays at Wichita State. Um, it's also got a good recruiting class coming in, good players. Florida State is where his parents and his or his parents went, and where his friends going. And then Kentucky. So many reasons to go to Kentucky. National championship hopes, best players, all star practices, yes, um, best facilities, best coach, the number one recruiting coach, yes. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Yeah, we've gone over this. I feel like like a hundred times. So I mean, that was a quick breakdown. There's no reason Andrew Wiggins should go anywhere else but Kentucky. But it's still his decision. Generally, but speaking here, I still feel like it's good. I feel like the coach Kyle got in the last visit um, three weeks, two two and a half, three weeks ago. Oh, excuse me, right before um, the McDonald's All American game, uh, he got in the last in home visit. And it, I think I think it's a positive. We got that last in-home visit to clear things up. Um, the very next, actually like two days or three days later, um, Archie Goodwin left. Kyle Wiltshire, Willie Cauley-Stein, Alex Boyer decided to come back. Ron Haro transferred away. And then a couple days after that, or then the very next week after that, Dominic Hawkins. So our roster was pretty much finalized after that. Um, and then besides Nerland Noel, Going to the NBA, which he's projected number one pick, so we figured that. Um, so we still have one roster spot open for him. That one scholarship is ready, and I think that's what the the last visit that Coach Calipari took to Andrew Wiggins was to say, "Hey, we want you. You're our number one priority. It's what we've always wanted all along. We still have a roster spot for you. We're going to make sure you you have a roster spot." Even more so than just the reasons why you should come to Kentucky. Um, I just feel like this whole process has been kind of stupid uh, in a lot of ways. I mean, like, usually when you have a kid who doesn't enjoy the recruiting process or doesn't want to go through the recruiting process, what do they usually do? They usually make a really early decision. I, th- I think it's I think it's been a big hoax. I think that's that the people that really truly believe that Andrew Wiggins don't like the media and stuff is full. I mean, it's just I don't think that he personally does. I don't. I mean, because any I don't interview, think he, he always comes across as being socially awkward. Any any but, interview I ever see him do. But what about the interviews he did at the McDonald's All American Game where he was just all smiles? I think he was having fun. Well, I mean, they were having fun because it was McDonald's, and you just kind of gotta have fun. And but I mean, I seen I seen I, Dave Tlep interview him at the Nike Hoop Summit, and he kind of seemed like he didn't want to be interviewed. Yeah. And I mean, like I guess you know, if you're in a good mood, you could talk to some folks and be okay. I mean, he probably just went to the wrong McDonald House. Saw a bunch of kids who had cancer and probably was like, well, you know, my life isn't such a bad thing after all. 
Yeah, but I just, I just think, recruit. I think it's been, I think, I, I think, I don't think he necessarily hates doing media. I mean, I'm sure every player hate to a degree hates going in front of the media and answer questions every other day. As much as he's had to do it, I'm sure he does dislike it some. I but, think that people, I think the people who have benefited the most from his recruitment have are his f- are former coaches, people <laughs> who. Um, have been linked to. I mean, I, I feel like there were people who knew they had stood a lot to gain from this, and they didn't force Andrew Wiggins to make a decision. They didn't try to encourage. They didn't try to you know force his hand in any way. So they kind of sat back and they've kind of reaped the benefits from his recruitment. I mean, how many times have you heard Rolf Pulford's name in the past month? Too much. I hear it every day. Somebody's talking about Rolf Pulford. He's a high school coach, and everybody's talking about Rolf Pulford. Then you got Elvis Dennis, who is a CIA bounce coach, who's now going to be an NBA scout. Or he's going to be an NBA agent, and it just happens to be he's going to be an agent one year in advance of Andrew Wiggins going to college. So he gets to be an agent. Obviously, also one of his players who played for CIA bounce was Anthony Bennett, who Anthony Bennett will be is going to be going pro this year. So he could be he could he kind of start off with Anthony Bennett, but obviously the big fish here is Nerlens Noel. And then also with Rob Fulford, not only do you hear his name all the time, he's also been linked to assistant coach openings in D1 basketball. Now maybe he's not going to do all that. Maybe, you know, he got he was on Kentucky Sports Radio and the other day and he played it all off like, "Oh, oh shucks." Oh, I'm just out here looking out for Andrew's benefit. I just like recruiting kids to my high school, and that's all I ever want to do. But I just think it's kind of a big shame. I think that there have been people who have profited, who are going to be profiting off Andrew Wiggins, and I think it's kind of sad. Actually, one of the one of the assistants that used to be affiliated with CIA Bounce and Huntington Prep actually coaches their own high school now um, called Kingdom Prep down in Georgia. So they've finished, they've benefited off the whole Canada hunting hunting prep thing as well. Yeah, but I mean that nobody, was nobody that was during the Andrew Wiggins saga. Nope. I mean, beginning. Rob Fulford coached at Huntington Prep for a few years before Andrew Wiggins got there. But since Andrew Wiggins has got there, I've heard his name repeatedly. I don't think I ever heard it before. And there were D one players who played at Huntington Prep prior to last year. To where and it's, it's where Patrick, Patrick Patterson, Patterson yeah, come from. Patrick Patterson come from. It's where OJ Mayo come from. Um, but you know, that's just kind of my soapbox. I, mean, I, I agree. I think it's. I think there's a lot of people benefited from it, and I think the whole thing when uh, <clears throat> I hated it at first when they, like back in the fall when he actually said they opened up his recruitment. I don't think they ever, he ever opened up his recruitment. His recruitment was never closed to open up. That's what I didn't get. I didn't like the words that people chose to use that. But he did allow some other schools to recruit him. But we all knew that. He allowed five or six schools to come in. Well, he didn't just pick random schools. I mean, it was Ohio State, Syracuse, North Carolina, and Kansas. I mean, that's four big name schools. I mean, the only, only other reason, school, only other school you could have let come in would be UCLA and Duke or something. The only reason that Duke didn't get in was because they'd already got Jabari Parker. So, I mean, he's not going to play with Jabari Parker. I mean, they just they couldn't coexist. They're the same. They play the same position. They're think, completely different players, but they they play the same position. I think Jabari Parker plays great with with all star guys, like he did the McDonald's and stuff, and the Nike and the Jordan brand. But Jabari Parker said himself he was very surprised that Kentucky got all these players to one school. 
And it seemed like he was not a man to do that. He didn't want to go play with that many other good players. He's really weird. But yeah. that's a that's that's a topic for Trying a different to discussion. Blue Devils aren't got good players. I'm saying <laughs> you got plenty I, of good players. Jabari Parker's a very good player, and so is Matt Jones going there. But I just don't think that I will tell you that Jabari Parker is weird. I will, you will learn that pretty quick. I will say that JJ Reddick was weird. He wrote JJ Reddick is nothing like Jabari Parker. I will say Duke didn't get some other good players probably because of Jabari Parker because of how good he was and how so, how, how demanding he wanted to be. Probably. I just think it's ridiculous that SI did that magazine cover like they tried to make him the next LeBron. Andrew Wiggins Andrew is more Wiggins of the next. Way better. He's more of the next LeBron than Jabari Parker is. Next <clears throat> but anyway, Jabari Parker himself said he was the next Ryan Kelly. Going back to Andrew Wiggins, <laughs> yeah, that's nowhere near. Going LeBron. back to Andrew Wiggins, everybody back to Andrew Wiggins. We're coming back to Andrew Wiggins. I like Ryan Kelly. Here's here's my ultimatum to Andrew Wiggins. Look, kid, we need you. We don't really need you. Okay, you can come and play here. We would enjoy it if you came here. You would be the best player on our team. But I, I, I disagree with that. I totally disagree with that. He is the best player by far in college or in high school basketball. But I think when it's all said and done, he comes to play at Kentucky. If he does, if Julius Randle will be the better player. I disagree because Andrew Wiggins is a beast. But at Julius Randle, I'm not. That's not a slight to Julius if, Randle. If, if, if he does commit within the next week on another on a podcast this summer, we will debate that. And then we'll review it next summer. We might end up coming to blows over that because somebody is just not. I'll be referee. Listen, here's the thing you got to know about TJ. When he's scouting a player, if he doesn't feel like they can shoot, then hey, he's not, there's well, always somebody better. What have I recanted on lately? I've said that he's got better on the shooting Andrew Wiggins. But that's not why I believe that Randall's a better better player. Okay. i got a lot of other reasons. But anyway. I'm not saying he's a better player. I think he'll have a better year I think overall statistics wise college year I think he'll compete better for I think his aggressiveness is uh, it's just a lot of things we'll talk about it for later anyway so we don't need you Andrew Wiggins but we want you you would be the final piece of the puzzle you would be like the cherry on top of the cherry on top of the very big ice cream sundae you would be the reason why you would be like the reason why Alex Poitras doesn't have to start next year because we could put Andrew Wiggins there and then bring Poitras off the bench. I mean, we, here's, here's another question. I couldn't imagine three more skilled 6'8", six, 6'9", six, guys than Poitras, Wiggins, and Randall. Yeah. And then you got two guys that have exceptional motors, and you got one guy who's like, get your motor running. It's Poitras I'm talking about, in case anybody didn't know. But anyway, so. Hey, he, he, he's come out and said that he he's going to be live or die next year. I hope so. I hope so. But anyway, Jerry Meyer tweeted, I think either the day before yesterday or today, uh, about how he wondered if the folks up at Nike might have gotten in Andrew Wiggins' ear at the Nike Hoop Summit about going to Kentucky and the marketing opportunities over there. And it kind of was an interesting thought to me because that's what happened. We all believe that's what happened to Shabazz and why he ended up at UCLA was because of because of, of his sister and Adidas. all of the Adidas connection either. And Andrew Wiggins, since he was younger, has always been a Nike guy. I mean, I think it's pretty slam dunk. He's going to be a Nike. He's going to have his own Nike shoes. Well, CIA, we looked it up. CIA bounce and hunting prep for Nike schools too. They're all Nike. He's been in Nike ever since he was in high school. <coughs> or ever since he started a, playing AAU. Nike schools rule. Yeah, I, I agree. But anyway, I agree with so... That 
what is it possible that the connection with Nike might be the reason why Andrew Wiggins ends up at Kentucky? And I mean, let's 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 pair it back just a little bit because North Carolina is also a Nike school. But if, if if you go by the Nike rule, that automatically eliminates Kansas and Florida State. If you go by that, then it's between Kentucky and North Carolina, and then you have the marketing opportunities with whatever you want to call this recruiting class, the greatest recruiting class of all time. I mean, Fab Five, that name still. You know, could sell T-shirts, and it's been twenty years. Since. You, I mean, look at look at Jalen Rose. He benefits. He's been benefited this whole year by just talking about the Fab Five stuff. So is anybody? I mean, when Jawan Howard finally retires, he could benefit from it. Chris yeah. Webber, if he would associate if, himself with the Fab Five, again. if he would embrace it, <laughs> if he would embrace his Fab Chris five. Jackson, then the other guy. I can't. Chris Webber did name. go to the Michigan game. Who is the other Fab Five? Yeah, Ray Jackson. Ray King. Uh, Ray King. I don't acknowledge them for what they said about my Blue Devils. Chris Webber. Oh, suck it up. Anyways. I don't acknowledge them. Cut a bunch of Uncle Toms. Hey, now. So, do we think that might be what finally ultimately pushes Andrew Wiggins to Kentucky? Because we know, well, I feel like Andrew Wiggins doesn't want to make this decision himself. Or, like, either either, either he made a decision a long time ago and he's just been doing this all for publicity. Or the only other possible explanation is... He doesn't want to make this decision himself. So could Nike step in and say, hey, maybe you should go to Kentucky. Just kind of hint at it. It would be illegal, but I mean, if it was just a casual conversation, nobody would ever know. We can't say that. I mean, Under Armour tried the same thing with the Harrison twins. And that didn't work. But it was Under Armour. It was Under Armour. It's not Nike. It's and not Nike, yeah. Under Armour That's a big deal, the, actually. Under Armour is big as it is, but Under Armour is not Under big Under Armour wasn't in a situation no. where they could tell the Harrison Twins what to do. Okay, because the Harrison Twins were like, hey, we could take your product to the next level, but you got to let us go where we want to go because we aren't going to get any publicity in Maryland. Right. <laughs> so let's go to Kentucky. Right, I mean, look at John Wall. John Wall took Reebok. Under Armour zigzags or whatever to the make, next level, and he went to Kentucky. Under Armour is going to make more money off the Harrison Twins being at Kentucky than they would at being in Maryland. Agreed. Because in the long run, when they get to the NBA, they'll have their own shoes and things for the Harrison Twins, and they'll be able to advertise through Under Armour. I mean, Nike has to be salivating right now. What if one Salve, goes I mean, to the like, Clippers their and one goes to the Lakers? That would be crazy. I mean, Nike has to be, like, re- extremely, like, happy that all these guys are under one roof. And the shirts they can make, the shoes they can sell, the... Just the merchandise in, just the merchandise in general. I mean, just the sh- I mean, just, think of the shirts... They'll be like, they'll make. You can't tell me they've never made a Fab Five shirt. I'm sure they have. It has Nike. Witness. They'll be like, witness. I mean, there'll be a lot of things they can't do this Wit- year. Witness the Nifty Nine or something. I don't know what they'll <laughs> call them next year. That's nine the for Nifty nine. nine. Hey, that would be actually perfect. We'll have nine recruits and we're going for nine. The Nifty Nine. It's the nine for nine. But the problem is, is that you got two guys that get consistently left out. Derek Willis and, and Dominic Hawkins. I don't and think Dominic Hawkins is left out. Like the Magnificent Seven or something, and then they got Derek Willis and Dominic Hawkins. Hey, Coach Cat will not stand for that. They tried that the first year, and they tried to leave out Eric Bledsoe and Patrick Patterson, and Coach Cal said, "We're not doing that." Hey, Amen. I agree with him. Anyway, so so, so Coach Cal took Eric Bledsoe and um, turned him into a lottery pick, and Patrick Patterson. Out. And himself, and they all five got on the cover. And now, and now <laughs> okay. you know, if you're talking about second-year contracts, DeMarcus and John Wall are going to get pretty big contracts, but Eric Bledsoe may get a fairly, just almost identical contract. John Wall's getting a max. 
Yeah. You I don't have know to. if he'll get max. No, I just read it last night that the Wizards were paid to give him the max. Or, well, or prepared to give him the max. Convinced, then they can Why would you there. stay there, though? Because they're, they're, they're young. They got Bradley Bill. <clears> they're going to get another high draft pick again this year. Yeah. Eventually, they'll have to be good. <laughs> Seven say, years from now. Carson's been saying that about the Bobcats forever. And Charlotte, they keep, they Charlotte keep may get the number one pick, and they may get Nerlens. Yeah, oh, just God. go alongside all their other horrible... Dude, other I'm saying players. right now, the Pelicans will win the NBA championship next year. The Pelicans? The Pelicans. With Anthony Davis and Darius Miller starting over Austin Rivers? Yeah, go for it. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> He's not a Duke Norris. Well, you anyway, heard it first, so guys. Back to Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> Does anybody have anything else they want to say about Andrew Wiggins before we transition into a different topic? I'm, I'm like you. I am ready for this to be over. Um, if it happens this week, thank God. It has to happen before May the 15th. Which we are that's closing what in. What is the date? 22nd? 23rd. 23rd. Is it 23rd? Yes. So, so that's, uh, there's only seven more days left in April. We're like three weeks away. Like We're like right in the three the weeks. Bats. Like three, three, three and a half weeks. Three something like that. Three weeks. Yeah. The countdown has started. But I think that it, I think we could have movement this week. Uh, just by some things that people have said. So. Just by scuttlebutt from the behind the scenes internet rumors, there has been people that says he will come in like the 24th, 25th this week, which is Thursday, Friday. Um, you were rocking the table, Brad. That's why I stopped you from moving your legs. Oh, sorry. <laughs> anyway. I was going to say, no matter what you said, was going to come on the mic. Jake. Yeah, I was like, he was like moving his leg up and down, but it was like. Wobbling the so, table. Yeah, bit. I think he could commit this week, and I think it's. I think. I think the canceling the visits was a telling tale that we're getting close to the end. All right. So that concludes our Andrew Wiggins discussion for today. Come on down, sir. Come that on down, was, Mr. Uh, Wiggins. We did about twenty minutes of. Andrew hey, we Wiggins can have old like man Wiggy and young man Wiggy. Who's old man Wiggy? Old man Wiggy, the guy that it's like the sits in the front row all the time. Had season tickets for like fifty something years. Oh yeah, his last name is Wiggins, isn't it? Got old man Wiggy, young man Wiggy. You could get them both together and take a picture. Be Dude, cool. get that guy, Photo Andrew off. Wiggins, and get Wiley Wiggins too. I'm like, still waiting for an Andrew for a uh, Randall Cobb, Mark Stoops picture. I'd like to get one of those. Anyway, so let's move on from Andrew Wiggins and let's talk about the All Star games that have happened over the past couple of weeks. Been several: uh, McDonald's All American Game, Jordan Brand Game, and Nike Hoop Summit, and the Derby Festival Classic, which we attended, which we were there. On the front row, and nobody passed me a ball so I could shoot it. It's pretty upset. Brad, Brad was mad. He's like, pass me the ball, pass me the ball, pass me the ball. Anyway, so uh, what what did we take away from the All American Games or the All Star Games? Was there anything? That Arizona is going to be good. Aaron, Gordon, if you took away that, if you took away from the Aaron Gordon and Ronda Hollis Jefferson, the Arizona's going to be good next year. You're a crack. I, I did not think that. I do not like. I do not like Arizona with Ronde, or I don't like Ronde Hollis Jefferson. I just Brad, do you thought. think that Arizona's gonna be pretty good next year? Yeah, they're gonna be like top with all five. the guys they got. <laughs> they lost Grant Jarrett. Well, they got all these other guys. They got Mark Lyons. They got Aaron Gordon. They got Ronde Hollis Jefferson. They got Caleb Turjewski. They got Brandon Ashley. They've got plenty of talent on their. But I mean, they will be good. I just don't think that. I just don't think that the pieces that are coming in are as great as everybody thinks. I actually thought Ronde Hollis Jefferson is pretty good. Yeah, I think that I think Arizona's the Final Four team. Well. Again, okay. we're talking about guys who can't shoot automatically. TJ doesn't like them. That's true. Gotta, I think they're a final you four You've got to be able to score the basket to win the game. 
I God, think they, they are buckets. legitimate Final Four yeah. team. Gotta get buckets. Gotta get buckets. Can be like a out here. They rapidly uh, get what else do we take away? I would say that I thought Aaron Harrison struggled in every game that I watched. I don't know if that was just a product of traveling all the time. Maybe he had dead legs uh, whenever the games rolled around so he didn't shoot as well. But I just felt like he struggled. And maybe it was just the, like I said, maybe it was travel. Maybe it was the atmosphere of the game and it wasn't really suited to a player like him, but I was a little bit concerned with the way that he played. I thought, you know, I've I come away with the same thing, uh, same thoughts, and I believe that there's a chance that Aaron Harrison's draft stock is going to go down in Kentucky. Um, I don't believe he's going to be like top seven like everybody predicts or top ten. I think he might slip on down a little bit. I think his brother's going to take the spotlight out of from him because the problem with that, or reason I say that, is because Aaron Harrison is a shooting guard, and the second that he comes away not being able to shoot a mid-range game or a mid-range jumper or a three-point, he relishes back to only having the skills as Andrew Harrison does. And if Andrew Harrison is a scoring point guard, then his draft stock is going to skyrocket. Yeah. I think I think his shooting will be fine. I, think I mean, I hope so. I think it will be. Too, I think it was a, it was a combination of a change of venues, uh, the constant travel. I mean, you travel three straight weeks, you're probably not going to be very fresh. Um, and well, he kind of thrives. NBA, though. He kind of thrives from other people creating for him outside the arc. Uh, I mean, he can create his own shot, but usually Andrew's kicking out to him. But in an All Star game, Andrew just kind of took it in himself, or he passed it for a lob to somebody. Nike else. also kind of uh, both Nike games seemed to, they split the twins up. Yeah, they they did that a lot too. But Which I, I think it's good because they're going to be split up. Some next year, and they'll definitely be split up in the NBA. I'm willing to give Aaron Harrison the benefit of the doubt because I've seen him shoot in other games, and you don't just go from being a good shooter to being a horrible shooter overnight. If you've got it, you've got it, and he can definitely stroke it with the best of them. So I I think the only thing that I would take away from that is just, like I said, I think it's just kind of a fluke, and we'll see a much better shooter once the season starts next year. Um, On the flip side, Andrew Harrison can flat-out play. I mean, he can freaking ball. He sees the court very and well. He is a much better shooter than people give him credit for. Actually, he shot the ball better than anybody, I think, for the whole, if you count up all the three games. Uh, he hit threes in every game they played in. He can he can he can stroke it, just almost just as good as Aaron. He has a he nice little like from the three point line crossover, get into the mid range or yeah mid range and then shoot pull up very a Irving style. He's kind of like a Kyrie. He gets buckets. That, but I think he he's a better buckets. shooter than Kyrie. I mean, Kyrie is a good shooter, but I think Aaron, Andrew is actually a better shooter. Um, Andrew plays with great change of pace. Uh, you know, he knows when to go fast. He knows when to go slow. Um, <laughs> he's really good at throwing the lob. Um, I think he's just. I think he's perfectly suited for Kentucky. He's a, My he's test crazy. just passed. Is why I'm smiling. Your test when I said passed. Irving style. That just means that Kyrie is now the dominant Irving in the world of basketball. Sorry, whoa, Dr. Dre. Whoa, 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 No, no. Sorry, Dr. J. No. It's not Dr. J. Irving is the dominant Irving in current basketball. Dr. J. Made well, basketball. He got buckets. Oh, never mind. You're right. <laughs> Dude, what was you trying to do? I was thinking of somebody. All right, so on to the rest of All-Star Games. Julius Randle. He was a really beast. Good. He, um, yeah. He won so. co MVP at the Jordan Brand. Um, he didn't play awesome at the um, McDonald's All American, but I can't. I kind of think that was because he wasn't on the Harrison Twins team. Um, they weren't passing Julius the ball. 
Like, where's the passing Jill's ball? He had to, like, take it. He had to, like, play point guard sometimes. And um, especially at the end of the game when, like, there was no cards in there, he played guard. Um, also, um, he was co-MVP at the Jordan brand. Thanks, Jake. Um, and he scored 19 points at the Nike Hoop Summit. And he had to guard two seven-footers and a six, like, 11 guy, 16, 11 guy. Mm-hmm. And he was doing a pretty damn good job, I thought. Um, but yeah, World squad was tough. They were, and they they didn't. They brought an undersized USA team to play against the World Squad. They couldn't. They couldn't bring Dakari Johnson and set no Vontley or I somebody. Know, I know they could have easily bought Dakari, the number one center in your class. You don't even bring him to play against the World Team. The World Team throws like seven footer, six eleven. And Dakari was he on the USA team before on the last year? Yeah, it didn't make any sense to me, but Julius definitely a beast. I wish the thing that stuck out to me was just how good he is with the ball. And just how much of a bull he is. When he gets in the paint, if he makes up his mind that he's going to get a ball, he's going to get it. I mean, you're just not going to stop him. And next year, he's not going to go against teams like you saw the World Squad have. I mean, there will be a few teams. Uh, just coming to mind, uh, Tennessee will be a tough matchup next year probably. But I think that Julius is going to be a guy that we look back on and we're just like, man, that guy was crazy good. I mean, the World Team, um, I mean, they talked about several guys on the World Team going in the first round of the NBA draft this year. Like um, that Schroeder guy. And well, some of those guys were 19 and probably can. They yeah. probably are going to the NBA draft. No, they draft. are. Schroeder's yeah. going to the NBA draft, I think. Yeah, so and then the, another guy on the team is going to it, too. That's I think kind that, of the, that's kind that, of the that difference. John Charles or whatever. That's kind of the difference between the world team and the USA team right now is that the world team brings in pros. Like, the USA team has high school kids, and the world team brings in 18, 19-year-old guys who have been playing professional basketball for like three years. So it's a little. It's they've kind of evened it up in that sense, and then they've gone over the top with this Canadian movement oh, with guys like Andrew Canada. Wiggins, <laughs> and and then of course they had Carl Towns this year, who was a flat out beast. True that. I mean, a flat, if, if, they did. They did have Dante <laughs> Zoom. He's only a 2014 guy. He's only yeah. like a 16 year old guy or 17. I mean, let's just let's just talk about Carl Towns for a second, since we're talking about these All Star games. Carl Towns is going to be special. Um, I think the more he learns how big he is and learns to use his height and learns to use his length. He's his, gotten more agile since the last time I saw him play. He's like, got he's, more agility. Agility? Agility. 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 Agile. And, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, he's definitely more agile. He moves very well for being his size. The last time I saw him, he kind of looked pudgy. Um, didn't move particularly quick. Had exceptional skills, but couldn't really jump. It's not really the case anymore. It seems like he's really been working out getting his game on. I would be shocked if he's not a consensus top three recruit by the end of this AAU season. He doesn't play AAU, so he's probably not going to be. That would just be wrong for them not to do it just because he's playing for the Dominican. Um, I expect him to... I expect him within a year to be, like, by next summer, to be, like, just really, really good. Well, he's already really good. I mean, like just watching him play the other night. The thing is, he's a seven footer. He just got he's got to come into his own. He's got to learn his body. He's got to learn his style. Learn what what he can do best. Well, I think that he knows. I mean, offensively, I don't. I'm not. I mean, I thought Dakari Johnson was one of the most skilled big men I've ever seen. And then here comes Carl Towns, and Carl Towns may be even more skilled than Dakari Johnson. I don't know about that. I mean, Dakari Johnson can't step back and shoot threes. It's true. And Carl Towns can. Carl Towns can bring the ball before if he needed to. I should be on it. I should be happier more about Carl Towns because he can shoot. Yeah, you should be like all over Carl Towns. 
I just think he's got a little. Sometimes bit. I just can't understand you. He's young. You can just tell he still has things to learn. I mean, not like okay, you. You love the shooters, right, Teach? You like shooters. I like guys that can score the ball. They don't have to necessarily be shooters. Do you like JJ Reddick? Did I not say before the season that Archie Good was not a great shooter, but he would be leading our team in scoring? Yeah, but you didn't like him either. <laughs> I didn't say it. Yeah, but I said he, he was still leading the ball team. in the hoop. He got buckets. It yeah. puts the ball in the hole. So, um, does anybody else have anything they want to say about the All-Star Games? I will say that James Young hustled in the All-Star Games, and people still didn't give him the ball. He did actually finally score in the Jordan brand, uh, because people actually finally got him the ball, but nobody passed him the ball. Dakari Johnson was automatic on the block. Dakari Johnson, if he gets the ball deep, he's going to score. Marcus Lee, has some, has I didn't really, couldn't really tell, but he's, he's basically a pogo stick, and he'll get a lot of dunks in transition this year. Um, yeah, are we missing somebody? Oh, that one guy. Uh, oh, we watched we watched Derek Willis play mm-hmm. in person, and I will say that Derek Willis is very skilled, and really, truthfully, offensively, he's a really good player. I tell I you mean, what, he's a great player. Everybody is how Marcus Lee, and you know I am too, and I like Marcus Lee, and I think he's going to be like a fan favorite and stuff. But he's going to have some competition from Derek Willis. I actually think Derek Willis is better offensively than Marcus Lee is. I agree. Derek Willis can handle the ball extremely well for a six nine guy. He can shoot the ball. He was playing point at the Derby Festival. He can dunk it just fine. It wasn't a joke playing point. I, I mean, mean, he, he was playing he point. He can throw down pretty good too. You see that, to that dime he threw to, yeah. to like underneath he's the basket. He's a really good passer. Um, he's very good offensively. I mean, and this you know usually the the Derby Festival they've got some decent players. They don't. This year it was stacked. I mean, there was plenty of five star talent. I mean, there the was a, there was two guys from the McDonald's All American Game and two guys from the Jordan Brand Classic. The two uh, four different guys. Yeah, I mean, Tyler Ennis was there going to Syracuse. Jerrell Martin going to LSU, five star. Robert Hubbs going to Tennessee, five star. Keith Frazier. Keith Frazier, five star. And uh, Troy Williams. Troy Williams, four star, going to Indiana. I mean, they, there was they had tons of talent out there. And Derek Willis towards the end of the game, whenever he finally started getting the ball, I mean, he moves really well. Uh, the thing that you, you worry about him is he's got to get better defensively. He's got to get stronger. But, I mean, you didn't look at that game and say, man, Derek Willis isn't very good. <coughs> why is he at Kentucky? You left saying, why ain't anybody talking about this kid? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think and then Dominic Hawkins. I, I think that it was, a, it was a bad game for Dominic Hawkins to kind of showcase his ability. Well, I, I said in my article that um, in my review that I think he was a little bit passive to the high flyers in the group like yeah. Troy Williams. It was a little bit, but I mean, he didn't get the ball a lot, and uh, he kind of floated around the perimeter, and the guys like Troy Williams didn't really pass it that much, and uh, neither did anybody from the other team, so he didn't really get a chance to, to really show how good he is, but I mean, there was one play where he dunked it, and there was another play where he came up the floor and dropped the last <laughs> dime to somebody. I mean, he's got plenty of talent, this All-Star game is not really a place for him to show it. Yeah, I think he ended up with uh, six He's a competitor, points, he needs to be in the competitive game. To really showcase his ability. Showcase. But you know, he lo- actually locked down Connor Frankamp in the second half. Yeah. Like, Connor Frankamp kind of gave him trouble in the first half. In the second half, he didn't let Connor Frankamp catch the ball. Like, anytime he was on Connor Frankamp, he was like, you're not catching the ball. Yeah, I mean, and then, like, at the very end of the game, like we were talking about, Derek Willis, uh, Dominic Hawkins, and Rusty Troutman, which is a also, which is Derek Willis's teammate at Bullet East. Um, who's going to Bellarmine. Um They played extremely well, took over the game pretty much. They kind much. of ran away with the game. Yeah, and, um, you know, I thought it was funny, and I, I told the guy sitting beside me to my left, um, Rusty Troutman, who's going to Bellarmine, is actually way better than all of the walk-ons that were going to Louisville. That's true. Um, 
they should have got Rusty Troutman somehow um, and got rid of some of the crap they got coming there. And they have like six guys coming in this class. Plus have Quentin Snyder already uh, signed as a point guard in the next class. I mean, what are you going to do when you get Quentin Snyder, Terry Rozier, and Anton Gill all up there at the same time? I don't know, man. But uh, that's either, Louisville's man. problem, I guess. Elville. So, uh, does anybody have anything else they want to add about the All-Star Games? That one guy, uh, oh yeah, what's his name again? Oh yeah, Andrew Wiggins, he's good. He is good. You know who else Andrew. is good? Andrew Wiggins. Jabari Parker. No. That's debatable. Jabari Parker's a volume scorer. He made like seven shots on 27 shots. He definitely shoots the ball a lot. So I think in one game he was one for nine from three. Ouch. Good luck. We'll see. You guys will be good. There's no just doubt not, about that. Just not Nick great. will be good. There's no doubt about that. We're gonna win the we're gonna win the ACC. That's not very hard. You, <laughs> got, you got to contend with Louisville next year and Syracuse and, and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Wait, do they contend with Louisville next year? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Louisville, Big East is Louisville, no more, sir. Little Syracuse is going to be hard. No, it's not the Big East anymore. It's what is it? It's the, the AAC? It's the American it's like the Athletic Association. American Athletic the Big Conference. East, the, the Junior Big East. And what's so, the okay? What's the what's the Catholic Seven that they're I don't talking think about? They gave a name yet. They're trying to get more. They're trying to get some more people from the like, Catholic Seven. Yeah, uh, eight ten, I think. Okay, what is the Catholic? Catholics seven? are it's us. Butler. <laughs> what is it? It's, is it? Who is it? Uh, Butler. Georgetown. Georgetown. Notre Dame's going to the ACC, Saint too. St. Joe's. St. John's. St. John's. Belmont. St. No. John's. Yeah, you're right. Both of those. St. John's, Butler, Marquette. Is Villanova in there? I think so. Georgetown. Okay, let's talk about this. Um, uh, yeah, okay. we'll do this another time. So, uh, let's put the lid on basketball talk. Just going to put that yeah, lid on. And <coughs> let's pull out some football talk. So, yeah, football. it's still going. Okay. Don't worry. Um, and uh, so let's talk about football. Uh, the blue-white game was a couple Saturdays ago. Kentucky had the biggest crowd ever. Over 50,000 people come out to a spring practice. And they had the sixth biggest crowd in the nation so far. Sixth biggest crowd in the nation, but only fifth biggest in the SEC now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, the SEC is pretty much dominant in football. Oh, they got beat by Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, Auburn. No, Tennessee. no, we beat Ohio State. Auburn and Tennessee. Actually, they beat for they beat LSU. They lost to Arkansas. I think we were fifth. We were How fifth? is Auburn? Uh, Don't ask. Auburn got over eighty thousand people. <laughs> Auburn, there. Tennessee actually, got new coaches. Auburn actually set the just record. like us. It yeah, instantly that's what happened. Instantly revi- revigorates the band base. Yeah, it really does. And then Auburn doesn't have anything else to cheer for, so. Uh, they can't wow! For, I mean, their basketball team was terrible. Their baseball team's terrible. Their football their, team was LSU terrible. Doesn't, was terrible. LSU doesn't have anything else to cheer for either. They just have a. I mean, they have a band geek as their center. Basketball. They've got a pretty good basketball team coming in next year, sir. Dude, LSU, LSU has everything to be grateful for. They're in Louisiana, the Bayou. That's one other thing about the All Star Games that I come away with. Jarrell Martin. Be, be Jarrell Martin is going to be a big, a big. Uh, Big help to LSU in the Jarrell Martin, court. Jarrell Martin and Johnny O'Brien together is going to be tough. Don't ask us how Jarrell Martin did not get MVP at the Derby Festival either. I wouldn't have an answer for you. Because that's who we voted for. Yes, it is who we voted for. All right, what's next, Brad? Um, so, anyway, we're talking about football. Like spring we said, game was good. Spring game was good. Uh, I was very impressed with the way that Jalen Whitlow played. 
Uh, yeah. He threw for over 200 yards and two touchdowns and ran for about 50 yards, too. And that was in a situation where it was one-hand touch or two-hand touch on the quarterback. If somebody had just got a hand on him, he would have been down, and they couldn't take him down. Yeah, a pretty good – was it 22-yard scramble? Yeah, he had one 22-yard scramble. That was really good. That was during uh, the two-hand touch. Yeah. Yeah. And it was – it was it was pretty good. I mean, most people have kind of conceded this race to to Max. <clears throat> Joe Willow was so. was my fantasy football pick. How many times are you going to bring that up today? I don't know because I dominated you in the fantasy football game. What was the score? I think it was eighty six to like fifty six. I don't even remember. I don't. I don't remember. This it game. was. You, know, you all may dominate at fantasy sports, but I beat every one of you in video games. I'm not we're the best. I mean, I'm not here to play who's the best at working out, okay? I mean, we're here to play a game. Try. Deej. All right. So, anyway, so uh, Jalen Willow looked really good. Bud Dupree and Zadarius Smith are freaks of nature. They're some big boys. Uh, I was scared when to, I was standing next to them without pads. <laughs> yeah, Zadarius Smith looks like the spawn of the Predator. Um, <laughs> and Bud Dupree way. looks like his a very nice way too. And Bud Dupree looks I mean, like his cousin. I mean that with the utmost respect. <laughs> Bud Dupree looks like his cousin. <laughs> Just in case uh, the predator is listening, uh, your son's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> if I could totally make the predator noise right now, I would. But I can't. I think it's like. <laughs> and he's he's downright scary. Uh, and uh, they, there was many times where they almost sacked the quarterback. I remember one time the Bud Dupree just stopped and put his hands on his hips because he couldn't hit him. Um, but if they could have hit the quarterbacks, quarterbacks may all be dead. We might you know what's going to happen? We need five quarterbacks in that game, though. What was the guy that – was it Taylor Wyndham that uh, took out Tim Tebow? Yes. That's going to happen to some quarterback this year. Well, hopefully it doesn't happen in the same circumstances. Like when you slow down the guy in slow motion, he's running at the quarterback, fixing the sack. You hurt. It's like no. I mean, like I don't want to be down thirty-four to three next time it happens. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. <laughs> I would like for the game to be kind of even. So you don't happens. care if that happens to Teddy Bridgewater? I don't care a bit if it happens to Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, even if we are down thirty-four to three, that would be. Well, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. I don't want Teddy Bridgewater to get hurt, but uh, I do. I would like for little fans to stop talking about him, but. I guess if he was our quarterback, I wouldn't be able to stop talking about it. What are you going to do if like one of the guys is like power bombs Teddy? That'd be, be awesome. Pretty cool. Probably <laughs> run through a wall. Or just something. like picks him up and be like, power bomb. Compliments of Captain Insane. Is the game at home this year? Yes, the game yeah. is at home this year. So at least we've got that going for us. We've got um, several games at home this year. We will be the need. toughest game on Louisville's schedule. We're only about four months out of the first game, aren't we? Dead serious, most likely. Which the game's the football, dude. Think about it. We're, yeah, they, we're, get, they still got the Big East in football this year. We're just a little over four months. They don't the ACC in football until next year, so they have South Florida on their schedule. What Rutgers, they're always a and, tough play. Uh, East Rutgers Carolina. Louisville has a Rutgers. extremely easy schedule. Yeah. What's going to happen, this is my prediction for Louisville's football season next year. They will lose to Kentucky by seven. Oh, you called it here first. We're not even. We're not even within yeah. a month of the game, and Jake's already making predictions. They will lose to Louisville by seven. I don't. Or think Louisville will lose to UK by seven. I think we it's very know. possible that Louisville, Louisville could lose Kentucky and then win the rest of their games. Well, then win the rest of their games, just like TJ said, and they'll wind up having to play someone like freaking Michigan or Stanford again. Or did they play Stanford last year? Florida. 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 They beat Florida in the Sugar Bowl. But they're still going to lose because you know why? They're Louisville. 
You know, Louisville I think the sucks. Reign, I think the reign of Louisville supremacy on college athletics needs to come to an end ASAP. Uh, I agree. In basketball or football, because it's getting ridiculous. Like, this, you got a down year. Like, they they won all those games in football, but they lost two games. And then you're thinking, well, they're not very good. They get to the Sugar Bowl. And you're thinking, well, Florida's going to stomp them into the dirt. And Florida doesn't show up, so Louisville beats them. And now they get to puff their what, chest what out. What about the basketball? They lost four straight games in Big East play. They lost four straight games in Big East and play. And then they become the number one overall seed, and they still win. College basketball in its most down year ever. And they get it's to right. march through it. It's all right. Hey. It's all right. It's all right. UConn beat them in the girls' championship. You know what I'm happy about? Badly. I'm Finally. happy about Peyton Siva leaving and his dad in his tank tops leaving. I'm glad I never have to see his dad again. Just Thank God. honest with you. You know what? I just don't like Louisville anymore. I used to not like them until the Elite Eight this year. You used I, to not like well, them? I used, like to, them now. I, I used to, you know, not mind them. Hmm. I, I used to not mind them. Because because they beat you? <laughs> is, this, is this like a sore loser like thing where like, they beat you? So no, no, no. It's not like that because, seriously, whenever they lost to Miami this year, I was like, okay, cool, Miami beat them. They beat the crap out of us. We deserved it. We didn't Well, that's play. because you've beaten up on Miami for so many years. Yeah, we had that. Like, at some point, we, you're we, like... We had it coming. At some point, you're like... We had well, it coming. I guess it evens this out This is why I'm I mean, they won their first ACC like tournament ever. This is why I'm mad. If Kevin Ware hadn't broke his leg and slowed down Duke's momentum that they had going right then, it would have been a different ball. I don't, I don't think they would. I think the same thing would have happened in the second. Shut half. up, Brad. Hey, he's claiming to. A, he's clinging to a reason. Let's let him be. At least I have a reason. And another thing I don't like about Louisville. You have a, you have a really weird reason. I don't like Rick Pitino. I don't either. I don't either. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Let's I, just talk about it. Let, let me start. There are people. Whoa! Can I start this one? <laughs> this is a con- this is a this is an event session that we need to have as Kentucky fans because there are Kentucky fans out there. This needs to be a whole podcast, though. Who say that you can't say anything bad about Rick Pitino because he won number he won number no. uh, five because he got just, Kentucky number five. Let me take this one. Can I take, okay. can I take the you first take, point? You this? take this one. I think Jake was a Kentucky fan back in these days. Anyway, I was. You mean number six? But no. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You got us number six. I'm just, sorry. Just check us out. Check us out. Where are you at, Brad? Where are you at? Well, for some reason, I was thinking Tubby was you take Tubby man, got us number five. You take a man who builds a good program at UK, okay? He brought him back from the ashes, from the sanctions that was put on him in the late 80s, okay? You take a man that stoked with him, and he wins a national title. They're, they were good, okay? Then he wins his national title, and he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to go to the NBA now and choke. He did come back the next year. He came back the next year, though. He did. Okay, I know, I know. I'm went, to the, went to the championship but, game, lost. Okay. Arizona. But then he, he goes to the NBA and chokes. He knows he's, he knows he's going to okay. suck. And he his chokes. Defense, he put them in the Knicks. He went to the Celtics, he went brother. To the Celtics. Celtics? He yeah. actually coached the Knicks earlier. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah you're right. He went right. to the Celtics. He had like three Kentucky players on And he team. was awful with them. Then he has the audacity. Audacity. Whatever it is, the audacity, whatever. I'm from, audacity. I'm from Kentucky. Give me a break. To go, to go to Louisville, the arch enemy. You know that he has a son buried in the state of Kentucky, though. It's okay, Brian. I'm not talking about that. No, what are, what are you, your brother-in-law? I'm just playing devil's advocate right now so we can argue these points. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I, I want to say this. This is what I think, and just my opinion only. I think he honestly thought he could come back to Kentucky, and they would just open arms, welcome him in. And when they were like, no, he was like, 
screw you, I'm going to Louisville. I'll say it right now. I still like him. I hate Louisville as a team, but I still like Rick Pitino. The only thing I'm going to give Rick yeah, Pitino you know is what? Rick People... Pitino is one yeah. hell of a halftime coach and overall uh, he, coach. He's a good coach. I'm not going to say he's a great recruiter, but he is a I hell just, of a coach. I, I just don't know how he can publicly cheat on his wife and then nobody ever acknowledges it. Oh, that's called good. Louisville media for you. Yeah, suck they, it. They won't talk well, about it. It's just called media in general because we're, we're such a society of people that want to give people second chances. Like, oh, 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 no. It's okay. Yeah, you but with Billy up. Gillespie, yeah. I'm going to defend no. the stupid idiot for a little bit. If something like that happened to Calipari, it would be. Calipari would never live it down in Lexington. It, yeah, he wouldn't. Because Lexington media don't care. National media would rent an apartment here for Tom Jurge, months. Tom Jurge in Louisville mm-hmm. controls Everything media, as far as sports goes, because if they say something bad about him, he gets him fired. I mean, like that has legitimately happened. He has gone yeah. to the producers. He has said, "You're not going to get access to any more of these events as long as this writer's on your staff." And he's gotten people fired or, or moved to different places or, or reprimanded for talking negatively about Louisville. I, they cannot talk negatively about Louisville in the city of Louisville. If you work for the Louisville Courier Journal, if you work for any of the news stations that are out of Louisville, and you say something bad about Louisville. Don't expect to go to any more Louisville games because you will not be given a press pass. You we should move to Louisville and have an anti-Louisville website. There's Dude. already one. It's called Kentucky Sports Radio because uh, they're <laughs> stationed in Louisville. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> they good got, idea. Kentucky Sports Radio. I, I mean, it's not the only reason they got famous, but a lot of the reason they get famous is because they rag on Louisville all the time and people enjoy it. And Louisville fans are so dumb they I still mean, listen to it. If you were going to go listen to a radio show where you got to listen to people trash Louisville, where would you go? Kentucky Sports Radio. Our podcast. The favorite things. Well, I mean, we're doing it now, but I mean, we don't. We don't <laughs> come point, on. Good point. We don't crash. <laughs> we don't come on every day between ten and twelve. Rick Pitino is my number two most hated coach in the history of college basketball. Who's number one? Roy, Roy Williams. Williams. Where's Dean Smith on that list? Four. <laughs> wow. After Bill. After, after Bill. After, after Bill, Bill Self. self. Yes. <laughs> Got that one. Anyway, I, I, Bill Self's like my number two or three. Here's what I, I have, have to say guy. about Rick Pitino. I understand that he wanted to move back to Kentucky to be close to his son. At least that's allegedly why he wanted to come back. But you know what? Kentucky, Wesleyan needs a basketball coach. Western Kentucky needs a basketball coach. Did you think Kentucky he was going to settle for one of those? Coach. Really? He could have went to Indiana. He could have went to Illinois. He could have went to any other Indiana. He could have went to Carolina. He could have went to Carolina. He could have went to Tennessee. He could have Indiana would have been just as bad. To Kentucky. He could have bought a house in Kentucky and went and coached somewhere yeah, in but how, California. How how available were all those jobs at that time? And it really wasn't even that know. he went to Louisville. It's just how, what he's acted like since he got to Louisville. He's such a Kentucky. smug little freaking moron. The fact that he tries to take the moral high ground all the time when you have all this you have all this past of immorality, and then like you try to take the moral high ground, like especially when he talks about Coach Cal. Like, oh, we would never do something like the one and dones here at Louisville. And it's just ridiculous. It's like, oh, it's just like, just shut up. Rick Pitino and Roy Roy Williams should be like best friends. (laughs) I hate, seriously. That's a a scary thought, sir. Here's a difference in me hating Roy Williams and Dean Smith while I'm still fresh in my mind. I respect Dean Smith. I respect him. I don't like him, but I respect him. There's a mutual respect between him and Coach K. Roy Williams, I don't respect the man for two reasons. He's a jerk, and he's trying to be like Kentucky. He thinks that they're gonna. He thinks that Carolina's Kentucky. They're not. Nobody is. I can't even say that Duke is because they're not. That's right. And it's because to, when we get close to number ten, everybody's gonna be shivering. UCLA especially. 
That might be what forces Magic Johnson into coaching basketball. <laughs> Actually, he didn't play at UCLA. What am I thinking? He played uh, at Michigan that State. That was dumb. Brother. He played at Michigan State. I was thinking of the Lakers. I don't know what I was thinking. But anyway, hey, wait, doesn't Kareem want? Didn't want Kareem want to coach the UCLA? Yeah, he does. But they're never going to let him coach because nobody likes Kareem. I like Kareem. You might like Kareem, but most people don't like Kareem. I wonder why. Why is that? Just because he's weird and he's a douche. That's all I can say about it. Kareem's not a douche. Well, look, Magic. Do you think Magic will ever try to coach what again? Just saying. Well, I don't think he will because he's a mogul billionaire. I mean, like, he's got all the money that you could ever want. Did he try to coach and before? he can do anything yeah. that... Where did he coach at? He tried coaching Lakers. I think he tried to get the job, but they didn't... You know, he coached for Lakers for a couple of games, and then they went... Oh, yeah. Pick. No, he quit. Yeah. I remember. He quit because there was somebody on the team that he didn't want to deal with. Yeah. Kobe? Oh, gosh. I can't. No, no that's before, before Kobe. It was before Kobe. And before Shaq. Who's that? Uh, for the Lakers back is it back in their bad days? Oh, I know who it is. Yeah. I know. I can't think of them right now, but I know who it is. They played on like the... Uh, like Nick Van Exel? Might have been. Was it Nick Van Exel? Yeah, yeah. Was another well, one. He, was had, he always Exel. had a big attitude problem. He did though. not like... Nick Van Exel was on the team, and Magic was like, I'm not dealing with this anymore. I ain't quit. Yeah, it's got to be within like a four-year period because he retired in 92, and... Kobe started playing in 96. I'm pretty sure it was, before it was Nick period. Van Axel. I'm pretty, because I remember Bill Simmons talking about this and talking about, but now he's a part owner of the Dodgers. He is basically a billionaire. I mean, he does anything that he wants to do. He owns his own business. I can't think of what it is, but then he's on ESPN also, and he's a part owner of the Dodgers. Is it ESPN or is it TNT? No, he's on ESPN. No, yeah. Barkley and Kevin Smith and Shaquille are all on TNT. He's on Kenny ESPN. Smith. Kenny He's on the ESPN with Jalen Rose and Michael Wilbon yeah. and Bill Simmons. Speaking yeah. of Charles Barkley, don't you guys love Charles Barkley? Everybody loves Charles Barkley. Anyway, back to Rick Pitino since we've gotten on this far. I understand the argument that maybe Rick Pitino, you know, maybe his son, you know, what it for what, you know, maybe he wants to be close to his dead son. But, I mean, you, you know, you cheated on your wife in, public, in a public place. You paid for an abortion. And you tried to take the moral high ground all the time after you did all those three things. You put, you know, you tried to, you tried to talk, you tried to tell, you tried to publicly state that Kentucky needed to hire Travis Ford or they needed to hire John Pelfrey to be your head coach. Look what happened to Arkansas for that one. He, Travis Ford, I can He, 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 uh, him and John Calipari used to be friends and he burnt that bridge when he didn't let Memphis in, or he personally blocked Memphis from getting into the Big East. You know who's looking good right now is Travis Ford. You got Marcus Smart to stay. I, I dig Travis Ford. I like. I, I can see Travis Ford. I don't think, really I don't likes think he's Travis Ford. I like Travis Ford. I mean, like people like Travis Ford, but Marcus Smart obviously ever, likes him. And he's everybody that I've ever heard since he's like top three says he's kind of a, a doucher. He's not very nice. I know who's a bigger doucher. Richie Farmer. Oh yeah, Richie Farmer's going to jail. He got indicted. What on the federal really? by a federal jury? Yeah, he got indicted on. Has he gone really going to jail? Boy, the unforgettable well, shirt. The way that Matt Jones explained it on Kentucky Sports Radio is that he had an option if if they if he did a plea deal, it was possible he could avoid jail time. But if he's going to federal court and they don't want to accept a plea deal, then he's probably going to jail. No better person to explain it than Matt Jones, a former lawyer. And he said that you know they sent Martha Stewart to jail, so I mean they could probably send Richie Farmer to jail. I think that they could possibly turn him into an example of what happens to politicians who do stuff like that, and they could send him to jail for a while to make an example of him, just personally. But if he pleads out, there's a possibility that he might not go to jail. But we'll see. Can we send all of Congress, everybody in the White House, to jail for a little while? It might do some good for them. 
Anyway, this has been a pretty, uh, pretty uh, broad sense of topics that we started when we, since we started talking about football. Hey, I got one thing. Just want to say real quick. I forgot his name. Was it Shamani Moore? Shamari Moore. Shamari Moore. Former UK he got shot in the chest. Prayers go out to that guy. Yeah, former UK he's, football he's player. He's doing okay because they interviewed him. Oh. Apparently, uh, I think they might have just grazed him or something. But I, I heard he got doing, shot in the chest. He did get shoot, shot in the chest, but I think he's okay. Like maybe like glanced through like a rib or something. Possibly, I don't know. But yeah, I got a friend still, that got shot don't matter how where died. he got shot or how he got shot. He got shot. True. Prayers go to him. He's pretty short too. Oh yeah, and prayers go out to everybody in Boston. Yeah, the Boston stuff that happened that was crazy. Yeah, but you know what? Got him. Suck it. <laughs> That's right, Jake. You tell um, Jake. So anyway. To conclude our podcast, let's talk a little bit about football recruiting. Should have bombed that dude. Since we got so off topic about football. Anyway, TJ Warren, Jalen Willow look good. Uh, Bud Dupree, Darius Smith, and A.J. Legree. I will say this, though. The new guy, the freshman quarterback uh, from Tennessee, Reese Phillips, Phillips. he looked really good out there. He looked much better than I thought he would be. He was very accurate, I I thought. They kind of, I think they kind of brought in just a series of plays that he was comfortable running, but... I mean, he did look a lot better. Just so y'all remember, four or five podcasts ago, Brad did call that he thought Jalen Whitlow would start in the fall. Yeah. Brad called that. Cool. If you guys see it. But he still didn't draft him number one overall in the fantasy football. Yeah, should have. Hindsight's always 20-20, sir. Should should have. But um, you know who also looked good? Josh Clemens. Hadn't seen him in over a year. Dashaun Mobley didn't look too bad either. Nope. All the running backs looked really good. They did. And speaking of running backs, Kentucky last weekend got a re- commitment from four-star running back Mikael Orton, uh, one of the top 200 players in the country. Very nice, very nice. Uh, he's about 6'2", 230, very strong back, but he's versatile. He catches the what ball are the three commitments that we have of, right now? Uh, we've got Dorian Hendricks, who's a linebacker, Thaddeus Snodgrass, who's a four-star wide receiver, and Mikael Orton, who's a four-star Running back. There's also going to be a couple guys commit this weekend. I, I say couple because there's going to be more than one. I'm pretty sure about it. One's going to be Daryl Long. Daryl Long is a tight end out of Ohio, three-star tight end. I feel good about that he's probably going to be one of the guys. Is that fourth guy? I'm not sure. But it's probably going to be a four-star type guy. Well, Dorian Hendricks tweeted out that we're just going to have a good weekend. So, Yeah. Well, I, I'm pretty sure about Darrell Long because people have been talking about him committing for a while now. He He's going to be announced on Saturday. So I feel pretty good about him. But who else is going to be? I don't know. There's a couple guys to look out for. Uh, one's Darius West, four-star safety of Ohio. Another one is Derek Keefe, four-star wide receiver out of Ohio. What about Elam? Matt Elam, I think that he's going to be waiting a little later. But he's definitely a guy to keep an eye on because he's a beast. Can you imagine, can seemingly. Can you imagine him and um, Jacob Hyde together on the defensive line? Jacob Hyde, 330. Matt Elam, 350. <laughs> two big dudes. And, and, like, when we talk about Matt Elam being as big as he is, I mean, he's huge. But he moves extremely well to be as big as he is. I mean, he's like a freight train. I can't. I don't know why he's not rated higher than he is, just to be honest with you. Anyway, you know what else Mikel Horton did this weekend? He won the at the at the rivals camp that he was at. He won the offensive MVP. There were some really good players there. Drew Barker will be making the decision in May, and that's the one that we're all anxiously awaiting. Yep. Where's he going to go, TJ? Kentucky. 
You wouldn't put money on it. I don't bet on Kentucky. <laughs> it's one rule I have. I do not bet on Kentucky. Louisiana Tech. Is that Raging Cajuns? Wait, let's Louisiana Lafayette. Yeah, the Raging Cajuns, Louisiana Lafayette. SCLSU. Shout out to uh, Mark Hudspeth for that one. <laughs> Mark Hudspeth, yeah, it should have been the boy bimbo, Kentucky's coach. But anyway, so um, Kentucky recruit, football recruiting's on the rise. Andrew Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins, Rob Fulford. Uh, uh, speaking of Kentucky football recruiting, I think the average like stars we have or whatever are going pretty good already and started out this class. And the guys we have possibly committing are just going to keep boosting We already that. average, or our star average right now is 3.67. <clears throat> Out of all the recruiting classes in the country right now, Kentucky rates second in highest star value. They behind who? Boom. Behind uh, Alabama. Alabama, man! Hey, Alabama. that's pretty good that we're recruiting right there by, behind Alabama. I don't think Alabama has anybody that's not four-star. I will take that Damn. any day. Just to be honest with you. Alabama, man. Listen, if you are getting tired of Alabama winning hey, national championships t- and football. Get used to it. Uh, I'm sorry for hey, your loss. Wait, if you could tell me that in two All or three years, fans. Kentucky can be the fourth or fifth best team in the SEC, I will gladly take it. Just just the, the thought of having big games on Saturday again, like getting the 330 CBS slot again, that sounds it's pretty epic. Well, I, just the thought awesome. of playing against Florida or LSU or Tennessee or Arkansas or Auburn and everybody except Alabama and saying we have a real legit chance of beating them, it's going to make me everybody happy. Happy. Happy, happy, happy. Happy, happy, happy. happy. Anyway, so this podcast has gone on for a while and we've rambled on quite a bit. Ramble, Ramble on! Is there any subjects that we feel like we need to talk about? I think we're good. So um, you definitely want to follow us on Twitter. If you're not following us on Twitter yet, at KYCatStats. If, you're not, if you haven't liked our Facebook page yet, like our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash KYCatStats. Yeah, we just recently went over 1,000 Facebook likes. Yes. And we're trying to get to 1,000 Twitter followers, so yes. please follow us. We'll be giving something away whenever we get to 1,000 Twitter followers. Boom. Whatever it is, I don't know. Boom. We'll be giving something away. We're going to wrap me up in a big box and shit. And to our two house. prize winners, our two recent prize winners for the Bracket Challenge <laughs> and Milestone winner, I have your packages, and I will be sending them soon. Yeah. So, I uh, remember all that. we got some big news coming uh, down the pike. A couple things in the works that we're working on that we're pretty excited about. We have some have some big things happening. Yeah. Uh, we are moving into the summer, but that doesn't mean things slow down. Things never slow down when you're talking about Kentucky athletics. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot of... Just when you think it slows down, it actually speeds up. We'll be doing our website changes this summer, so on the off-season, so... The only thing that slows down is us having to make trips across the country. We're to Lexington. <laughs> we've made a lot. We've, we've been to, well, I mean, in the last two months, we've been to Lexington, Louisville, and Nashville. We've down the road to Lexington. And this and year. Then, of course, we went to Nashville, and then we went to Louisville, and kind of ready to... I went to Marshall County. <laughs> yeah, kind of ready to... Where's that at? Long way. Wait, like four, like four to five hours away from here, in the same state. Like, almost in Missouri? Yeah. It's like an. It's probably it's like Fulton like, County it's pro- almost. It's probably like an hour from. Probably like an hour or county. less from the county or from the state line. That way, as far as west you can go. Jeez. I yeah. think Kentucky is the only state in America that actually you have to cross state lines to get into one of its counties. Hey, did you watch Moonshiners? No. I went right by that bridge that they were talking about in Moonshiners, where he was talking about that that guy that he came and visited in Kentucky that moonshine, and he said his car went off that bridge. And, it, and his pappy's car went off, and it had like 100 gallons of moonshine in it. Well, and they bad. found it. I went by that bridge. Cool. 
We ain't at a place where the Tim and Tickle had been. Yeah, you know what? I saw Bill Gates. At least they had a picture, eyes. yeah. Where, oh, Bear Nose? Bear Nose. Bear Nose Pizza. Apparently, they had a picture signed by Tim and Tickle. Yeah. I think we're done, though, aren't we? I think we're pretty much done. Shout uh, out to Shannon the Dude. Shout out to... For... <laughs> we saw Trixie's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trixie's Entertainment. And it looks like a warehouse. It looks sketchy. Actually, it kind of looks like okay. a converted fire department garage. Was it a brothel? Kinda, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. That's awesome. Let's go. <laughs> anyway, so uh, for this episode, I think that we're going to come to a close. So for Fred, TJ, Ken, and Jake, we're signing off. Stay classy, Big Blue Nation. And let the haters hate. Peace! <laughs>